Shall we begin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Sarah. And this is No Sir, No Ma'am, a weekly podcast where we drag our timelines for being trash. If you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on Twitter at NSNM Podcast or through the hashtag NSNM. Or as you have been doing, apparently, hit us up on our email. Thanks, guys. We really, really appreciate those nice little messages that you sent us. Um, <clears throat> I love how we've been nagging people for a while to send us emails and we don't even read them. But I know, I today, feel so. low-key kind of bad. I'm like, why is no <laughs> one sending us anything? And then I opened the email and it was like, oh, <laughs> you are sending us stuff. Lovely. But in case, you know, this is your first time on this ride, girl, no sir, no ma'am at gmail.com. Hit us up with any of your yes sir, yes ma'ams, any of your topics, any of your well wishes and encouragements, anything that might cross your mind <clears throat> um disclaimers um none but i'm really um i'm kind of sorry that we've been off for a while we have tried to record twice yeah and it just and the first time the universe was just not working with us nope. so my laptop died and then the second time we recorded the whole thing and then sada was editing and she really hated the episode, so we, we didn't put it out. We weren't saying anything. Like, my comfy, my comfy Moldor, even more than, like, usual. So. Yeah, I, I feel like we were... Yeah, maddish. But here we are. <laughs> yeah, we are here. We are here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, my disclaimer for this week is that um, there's a good ad that's currently being inaugurated into the White House. And that's all I'm going to oh, say now? about oh. that. That's it. <laughs> Just a giant gara okay. in an expensive suit that's now ruler of the free world. <clears throat> anyway, yep. our topics for this week, ma'am, what would you, what would you very, like to start with? They're, they're very Sudan-centered. Word. We're going to have a very Sudani episode. We've, we've been doing the most. Right. Yeah, we 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 kind of have. Do you want to start with the Sudanese diplomat who's been arrested in New York? Oh, Lord. Because I feel like we need to discuss. Um, yes. Let's 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 start with that. So, if you've been living under a rock or haven't been on social media, um, <clears throat> a Sudanese diplomat a couple of weeks ago was caught in New York. Um, sexually assaulting well yes sexually assaulting a woman on the subway and um uh, upon being intercepted by the police he flashes his diplomat id and he was released on diplomatic community of course he was yeah um there are several there are several interesting points in this story <clears throat> If you will allow me. Please go ahead. Um, the first is that apparently the woman herself is not the one who, like he was caught by police on the train. He wasn't, mm -hmm. um, it wasn't the woman who was like, hey, what's going on? I'm going to call the police. And then she called the police. And then when they asked her for 
<clears throat> if she wanted to press charges, she was like, I don't have time for this. Um, bye. And <laughs> she left. So okay. that's that's one side of of that's one thing that I thought. Which was is really sad because it is really sad. I think in in New York you're subjected to all kinds of harassment right. all fucking day long. Right. That a guy grinding on you on the subway is just like, oh shit, just let me get to work. Yeah. Like, whatever. Like bye. it's a testament to just how shitty it is to be a woman on the subway in New York. That's that's one off Weird. the bat. Um secondly, there was a rumor going around that so you know, after after we heard the story, a lot of people were speculating like what's gonna happen. Is he gonna be sent back as you know, is is he gonna be like fired from his job and then sent back to Sudan? What's gonna happen? No. What's why the hell cool are gonna do? What statement are they gonna release? Mm-hmm. And I'm not quite sure if they even released a statement, but Crickets. there's a rumor going around Crickets, girl. Was it was it really? Yeah, nobody said it like yeah. Well, shit. So, <clears throat> crickets apparently, and then there was a rumor going around that he, he was gonna like they were he was gonna come back to Sudan and like takrim. Okay. Which I thought was like, girl, that's a little far fetched, even for this government. Uh-huh. Like, I don't think that's gonna happen. But there are a lot of people who are talking about that. Takrim lishno. Fair white. My fans, I didn't I was like, uh, for the amazing representation he's made of his country. Word. Like, for for why? Word. Like, mm, houseway. I don't understand. <laughs> okay. And then I saw, I was talking to my parents. Shout out to my parents. Um, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And they were talking to people who are from Safar al uh, what am I talking about? Fisafar in <clears throat> Sudania in New York. Mm-hmm. And they were like, the story coming out of there, like out of New York, is completely different from the people who know him. They're like, Azolda, Awarhaya, Zol, like he's like a little mousy type person, really mm-hmm. miskeen. And, like, and but little um, mousy people don't harass women. Yeah, like, well, let me, hear me out. But I'm please not, go ahead. Okay. not like, posting any sort of defense i'm just i'm just okay. telling you the go no. ahead so so they're like you know he's just like this really mousy guy he just like does his work and goes home um <clears throat> of course married with children um and then they were saying that he was being followed before he even got on the subway okay so like for any specific the, reason well, nobody knows Nobody okay. knows. So, like, he noticed that he was being... Fo- I don't know how... I, like, they didn't give me context to the story. They didn't tell me, like, how they found out. But they were just saying, in Galu, in Hua, Al-Bolis, Al-Bolis was following him from when he got on... Yeah, from when he got on the subway. And okay. then he wasn't even, like... He, like, didn't... He was like, I don't know what you're talking about when they said all that. And the, like I said, the woman wasn't the one who reported him harassing her. It was the police who was like, hey, what are you doing? And he was like, okay. I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So all right. just for the sake of like devil's advocation, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the right term, but like just for the sake of like a balanced view of the story, I'm giving you this. Not okay. to say that, like, uh, fair enough. Not, sure, like, it did. okay. Yeah, but like, I'm not saying that that excuses if he did it or not, or like, I'm not saying like, oh, we should cast doubt because 
girl, at the end of the day, nothing happened anyway. Because A, mm-hmm. the girl, the woman didn't want to press charges because she was like, fuck this. And B, he had diplomatic community. But it yeah. does raise the question to me, like, what, where does diplomatic immunity end? You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I, it just made me think <laughs> of like, also, what is. Listen. Okay, so if if you guys don't know, uh, my mom and Sada's dad are uh, retired diplomats. Yes. So they went to university together and all of that. Indeed. And they are part of a lost generation of like really old school diplomats. Yes. Who a had to study really hard to get into al Kharijia. Yes. Um, and who also had to start at the very bottom and work their way up to ambassador as you would normally do. Yeah, there was no like political assignment. Exactly. Like, this person just comes in and is like, hey, you look like you could be good as a diplomat. Yeah, you were either a career diplomat or you were crazy. Speaking of which, did you know that Trump is hiring? I'm sorry, I know I didn't, I didn't want to bring up that Cheeto's name, but... He's hiring um, the uh, former owner of the New York Jets, which is a football team, mm-hmm. to be the U.S. ambassador to somewhere. I think it's like Britain or, yeah, to the United <sighs> Kingdom. Listen. And I'm just like, yo, this dude is like cause 101. Like, <laughs> cause 101. <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to forget that this person exists, at least for today, because I'm boycotting that whole thing. Okay, you know, that's totally fair. But please go on. I'm sorry, I just had to throw that in there. Al-Muhim, so my point was, is that at the time, people actually, like it was an actual career. Like yeah. you had to work hard and know things yeah. to be sent somewhere you you wouldn't just like wake up in the morning and be like oh i want to go to india okay bye right so and my mom always talks about how this new generation of diplomats who are like um mostly just like assigned by some cause or you know for like right. political reasons and stuff like that And they be doing the absolute most, yeah. like everywhere. Yeah. In every fucking country where there's a Sudanese embassy. Yeah. And for what? Like, what are you doing with your life? Right. So, um, why was I saying this? I had a point, but I forgot it. There was a time in like our parents' generation when the Sudanese diplomat was highly respected within like the diplomatic sphere. The, oh yeah, the and, that, and that was kind of my point, is that when you chose this path, this specific right. career, you wanted to be a civil servant, and yes. you held yourself up to some kind of standard. Oh, definitely. Right? definitely. Because you're representing your country, and it's just, like, it's what you do. It's your job right? right. to be, you know... Um, I can't. I, I'm to just my be words. an upstanding like version of your example, people, like exactly. the best version of your people, and the fact that like now we don't we don't even have that. Like you could, you can't even just be a decent person, let alone like an exemplary representation Word. of the country. Like, that's fucking painful. Like 
And so in regards to this story, like I get your point of, you know, maybe he was followed before and all of that. But also my mom worked at the embassy in New York. And even at that time, um, there (laughs) was, yeah, like there was actually an issue with the person who was either, I think, Safir Mufawad, uh, Wazir Mufawad, or Qaim Bil Amal, or something. Right. And one of the ladies who worked at the reception complained about him harassing her in the elevator or well, something like that. And my mom had to deal with that because she's like, what, what are you doing? What is what, this? What is this? Right. Like, what, you know? So, like, what? Girl, I, I really don't know what to say about this. You know what I also find really sad? The fact that, like, none of us are really surprised. I know, right? That really <laughs> broke my heart. The fact that, like, none of, like, nobody was like, oh, gasp, nobody. But that's nobody. the thing, because there's a scandal in every single embassy. Yeah. yeah. Because we've all heard the stories of the shit that goes down in Sudanese embassies, and we've lost respect for these people, so... Here's the other thing. I don't really remember any, like, I don't remember recently hearing of anyone who wanted to join the civil service. Like, somebody who actually wanted to become a diplomat or an ambassador for Sudan. I haven't, I haven't met anybody who has that interest. In a very long time. Word. Yeah, that used to be a thing, you know? Oh, my God. Like, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I want to be an ambassador when I grow up because that's so cool and you get to do all these things and whatever. Like, you know, responsibility aside, like, you, at least it was, like, a, an attractive career, you know? And now it's kind of just like, oh, I don't want to be associated with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, even me, I'm like, ugh, girl, no. Yep. No, thanks. I don't want to represent you. Word. Like... So yeah, so that happened, and um, it was a rough it was a rough time, until a few days later when uh, Obama decided to do us one last solid, and um, mm-hmm. lift uh, the sanctions from upon the back of Jamhuriyat uh, Sudan. And um, we're now, like, sanction-free as of... Dude, uh, Obama, in his last days, has been doing solids, like, right and left. Yeah, he has. He was like, I'm done. I have no more fucks to give. Word. So, like, this is my gift to you. I'm, hey, and we gladly receive this gift, sir. You will always be my president. <laughs> Just, like, on a side note, before we talk about the sanctions, I do want to say a few words about Obama's last days. Because I was Go on. Um, actually really sad, even though he's not my president. Um, <laughs> I've been seeing a fuck load of tweets about him being um, like a horrible president, but how people give him a lot of leeway just because he's black. And this is mostly from... That's interesting. Black people who are not African-American, like diaspora. I was about to say. You know, like African diaspora in America. I was about to say. You know? And they, they were, like, on it with the whole, you know, he's killed more people than any other president and all that drone business and he hasn't closed down Guantanamo even though that was the plan and blah 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 and all of that and people were saying I I read this really interesting tweet about how he was like um pursuing the same kind of oppression as every other president but like with swag 
the only difference is that what like he's more likable and he has more swag like he was so, right he was like attractive yeah, so they're like oh he's oppressing y'all but he's you know fist bumping doing it so you guys are not even seeing it and here's the thing this person is a human being right one and as president of the united states he does not have like absolute power to do whatever the fuck he wants because right. that's not how it works right, right? regardless despite and what I you think, might think like he doesn't just yeah. have like and i i think blanche. people had insane expectations of him like this negro went into the white house and people just went crazy like they expected him to fix everyone's business and their mamas everything girl they expected him to be coconut oil like yeah and that and that just it it was it was not happening right but like i i agree that you can have some very valid critique of his politics especially his foreign policy and all of that drone business i do understand it's a bit you know disturbing and all of that yeah but yeah I do think that symbolism is extremely important in politics, and he was such an important symbol for minorities in the States and in mm-hmm. other countries as well, because you're like, oh, well, this black dude is, you know, the president of the free world, so, you know, maybe right. we're doing something right and all of that. So that's one part of it. Also, I really do think that besides politics, um, a person leading a country and the people who live in said country their character is actually quite important because um, yeah. it does permeate down the system. Of course it's important. It's crucial even. Right? And I, I think that despite some pretty shady politics that he's been involved in, he was overall a very decent person. And like even the people who have worked with him, for him, in his cabinet in his, you know, whatever, entourage, I don't know how... Administration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, administration, entourage, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) In his administration, have all said that, like, he's he's a good person to work with because, you know, he has morals and values and, like, at least when he was campaigning, like, the debate was more elevated than when it was this year because fuck that shit. Girl. And I don't like Damn. that's that's my final word on it. I'm I'm gonna miss this dude and that's that. So Um I just wanna say two things. Firstly, if you think that America's policy f- f- policies, particularly its foreign policy and the and its like warmongering is an Obama administration thing, I'm gonna need you to go open a book of the historical variety and George like, Bush Sr. Mother Weed. <laughs> no, it, like, like and the sun. Most of America's history has been about war. Like the damn country was founded on it. Like I don't understand. I, mean, I, I guess I guess the critique was that people, especially now that he's leaving, are kind of like putting him on a pedestal and, you know, like idolizing him unnecessarily when he wasn't that great of a president like policy wise okay and i do understand that critique because right he could have done better in so many areas that's what that's but what, also 
like he's not super negro like what what's what let me you just, I, mean? I just like, want to say that like i think that nobody is above reproach right nobody is above, above criticism and certainly not obama like yes there are many many things that you could criticize him on but for you to think that he was just supposed to come and magically like make everything rosy and like make us into like lollipop land is it's silly, really, and it's naive, and it's it's not even logical. Like, you're just not even looking at context at all. So that's, that's one thing. If the same people who are like, oh, Obama just, you know, he just like, Rashakun with the swag and the, and the yeah, you know, yeah. and the, like, awareness that, with the youth. Because that was the general sentiment right. of, like, these that same, branch of people. These same people are the ones who are like, oh my God, I can't believe America voted in Trump. He's an idiot. I know how he's representing the country. Look how like crass he is. Look how my benefit them. Look how blah, blah, blah. You can't have it both ways. You can't be like, you just rashakun with his charm. And then be like, oh, but Trump is like, so not charming at all. Like, how could you, which one is it, girl? Which one is it? Do you want the charming guy? Or do you want the guy who's going to pillage your neighborhood? And... As he's pillaging your neighbor, like which one is it, girl? Which one do you want? Like I just, I want people to just, yeah. I mean, I'm not against the critique, but yeah, I don't think that you should throw away or you should turn a person's positive aspects or their qualities into a negative just because you're trying to to like prove a certain point you've already proved your point yes obama should have closed guantanamo yes obama's you know in the eight years that obama's been president uh drone strikes and like the number of bombs that we've dropped on the world are incredible yes i completely agree yeah i agree and that's why i was speaking about character I, I read this article, I think it was the New York Times or something really crappy like that. And it was written by this, I've, I'm so bad with names, but this really old white Republican guy wrote a whole article um, explaining why he's going to miss Obama. He's like, listen, wow. I understand. I'm like the super conservative person who's been like, he's done nothing but criticize Obama and his policies and his administration for eight fucking years. Yeah. And he was like, despite all of that, I do admit that this is a person who had values and integrity. And I've spoken to people who've worked with him and they all feel the same. And he's like, this is like this is gonna be missed in the Word. next four years. Like this is, you know what and I mean. And Obama dealt with incredible obstacles domestically. Like his own, the the people who work with him were against him. Like Congress is like no, ma la inta inta. انت شنو لكن انت جابك هنا شنو اصلا وانت ما امريكي وانت لا لا انت مسلم وانت كيني وانت زفت وانت رماد you can't tell me that the, the way he handled that is not impressive the fact that he handled it with yeah. grace and didn't like shoot up everybody and like fire everyone and dignity and turn america into dictatorship and still be dignified and still be like upstanding you can't tell me that that's not impressive Especially when... Did you watch Trump's um, first uh, press conference? Fuck no. Why would I do that? Girl. My God. It was... It but was I've heard. Like, 
bizarro world brilliance. Yeah. It yeah. just was insane. I heard he was being like really petty to the journalists and stuff. Oh yeah, he told basically told CNN you're like he told first of all he called BuzzFeed trash, which let me not go mm-hmm. there. And then he called CNN. He was like, CNN, you're a fake, you know, you're a fake news. You're you're a fake news outlet. And he wouldn't answer the dude from CNN's questions. He wouldn't take them. He wouldn't answer. He wouldn't even take the question. He was like, no, 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 I'm not going to answer you. L- literally. This is a person who's, suppo- who's, who's, now, who's now president, who was president-elect today, is actual president. So I just... Um, I'm gonna need people to like. خلاص Obama مشى. Listen. الحيط الحيط القصيرة اللي اسمها Obama مشت. أنت نشوف في تحت عمل شنو لما نيجي If 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 Obama was bad, like I just want to know how you're gonna handle Trump. Your heads are probably gonna explode because he's not gonna sugarcoat nothing for y'all. Nothing. Word. Anyway. So sanctions. <laughs> the one solid that Obama did in Sudan was that he lifted sanctions for us and um, so basically we're on a six month probationary period <laughs> where sanctions will sanctions will, will be lifted on everything except for um, weapons yeah we cannot purchase weapons but everything else is fair game so uh, after six months if the government still proves that it is um on the right track and behaving in order you know in accordance with whatever okay so here's the thing because i i didn't i didn't follow it very closely but what is on the right track like what are the the conditions everything that i've read didn't really say anything in particular like didn't say anything in specific, which I thought was interesting. Okay. Maybe I maybe I didn't come across the right document, but everything I've read doesn't say anything. Just says that as long as the government like follows whatever, keeps going in the same direction of like these good practices, then um, after six months, it, the decision will be permanent. Okay. Um, which is great for us because that means that is it though. Theoretically, theoretically, because yes, here's the thing: it could be amazing, right? And it could be disastrous. Yes, it could go both ways. For the yes. people who argue that Sudan's financial uh, troubles and our inability to develop ourselves is largely due to sanctions, this should be like this is a godsend for them because mm-hmm. that means that now we can, we have the opportunity to expand and develop and you know seek things like for example in terms of education right um uh, in terms of technology like getting stuff shouldn't be as hard because now we don't you know there are no sanctions to like stop us stop companies from dealing with us blah 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 that's mm-hmm. all great yeah and then you get like investments right. which create jobs and all of that <clears throat> okay right and cool. then you have people argue that actually our our mashakin have nothing to do with sanctions or have very little to do with sanctions like sanctions are just like an uh an added thing but like they're not the main reason why mm-hmm. and it's it's like the way that we're being ruled and it's our policies and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. which is also which also bears a lot of there's a lot of truth in that here's my mm-hmm. thing so now that they're the sanctions have been lifted uh, immediately the government's like yes come invest in us and do okay. stuff and especially especially like oil companies which is why i'm saying this could also go horribly wrong way horribly wrong. because i think the the ideal situation would be to lift the sanctions but also 
to get rid of this government. You know what I mean? Ah, because yeah. Lifting, ah, yes. But I mean, my, the, the main point is that lifting the sanctions with these Kazan could be a bit of a problem. But don't you think that it's interesting that the sanctions have been lifted despite the fact that Kazan is still here? That, for me, was a really telling oh. point. Like, oh, America just doesn't... I feel like, oh, they they want this to continue. I think it's interesting that, like, El Kezan posed such a problem for us. And in terms of, like, America's, uh, you know, outward look on democracy and whatever, regardless of what their policies actually are, like, the, you know, the theoretical of it, you know, oh, it's not a democratic government and whatever and human rights and all that shit. You wouldn't think that they would throw them this bone. But that's some bullshit, though. That's just a cover. But that's what I'm saying. That's a cover. Because but I, I think that, like, regardless, sanctions or not, if they'd wanted this government to change, they would have done that in the past 30 years. You know what I mean? That's true. And that's, that is very true. They would have found a way. Yeah. Just like they did in Egypt and Tunisia and all these places. Word. Like, it, it would have happened. Word. So if they're still around, it's that. It's for a reason. You know, they're serving some kind of exactly. purpose. Exactly, exactly. Which, 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 uh, so I just, I mean, which is why I'm so conflicted about this sanctions thing. Like, on the one hand, I should be, I feel like I should be celebrating. But on the other, I'm just like, well, what the fuck does that mean for us? Does this mean that things are going to get worse because these people are going to have more access to ways to, torture us or does this mean that it's going to get just a tiny bit better for us because at least we'll have a little bit more access to things that might be able like might allow us to make our lives a little bit easier despite what they do Mm -hmm. like i i I saw this tweet where a guy was like oh i i got so excited when i heard about the sanctions being lifted because now i can buy stuff online but then i remembered that a dollar is still 19 so Word. That's not going to change my life in any way, shape, yeah, or form. Yeah. So and yeah. I wasn't even I wasn't even like thinking about it in terms of that. That's I mean that's that's obviously like a very middle class concern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, you're going to be able to buy shit online, like nobody, you know, it's not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be shady with that. Like I'm not. No shade to that, but I'm just saying that. Like, I was thinking because we we already are sort of operating on this wavelength of like we know in mm-hmm. so we we try to do things by ourselves we try to make things just a little bit easier we try to find ways to 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 like implement programs or whatever that just make things a bit you know as much as we can so i'm thinking with sanctions being mm-hmm. lifted does that mean that that's going to give us opportunity to do a little bit more in that respect or is it really just still not going to matter at all like i'm just i'm at that point i think it it might make people's lives just slightly easier because you know how a lot of people have been trying to either like take courses or pass tests or whatever right right, right. and for some goddamn reason you need like an online payment or like you're just not allowed to take the test because you're a Sudanese or all of that and I'm hoping that would change yeah and it's really tiny like it's minor but I think it is important to a lot of people definitely and it sort of levels the playing field just a little bit when you're literally barred from taking exams based on your nationality that's bullshit like you're being you're being like yeah, and he kept away from knowledge. Bas عشان انت عشان حكومتك زفت بس 
ما عندها اي علاقه بك انت ولا بقدراتك ولا ب your intelligence ولا اي حاجه it's just it's it's literally politics and that sucks like that's it's it's frustrating you know what i'm saying yeah definitely so yeah so hopefully hopefully that'll be like the the what is it the silver lining of this if mm-hmm. if it ends up being <laughs> if it ends up being a terrible idea um which I, which i really hope it won't be like i'm yeah i mean i mean me know, either i hope i'm fairly hope optimistic but i'm just saying i'm i'm carefully optimistic we as the people have been through so much with this government that you just never know they might just find a way to ruin it for us but we need a win like i just feel like come on we just just one just one where it actually works out for us too it doesn't have to work badly for them it doesn't have to stop them from doing anything but just can we get some like the whole time i was thinking what's going to trickle down to like a shop you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. cuz you know they're going to benefit regardless yeah they're already benefiting off of whatever little and now masuda tfutaha just a little bit more that of course they're going to benefit more lakin how much of that is going to trickle down lena nahna and then i say lena nahna i mean the shabab sudani as a whole yeah i hope I'm, i mean i don't know i i want i want to hope for the best but yeah same i i want to be hopeful but i'm also like terrified of what scared could, yeah the things that could go wrong uh what do you, what do you guys think let us know hit us up what are, how do you feel about sanctions being lifted what are you planning to do with your newfound uh sanctionless freedom <laughs> if you can call it that um mm-hmm. i know that companies are already like planning like apparently on tuesday was that the lift is supposed to be meeting with Chevron <laughs> which is like oh i've heard that lord if satan is not on his way here if satan wasn't already here he's on his way here mm-hmm. but anyway good luck to Shabab Sudani like good luck to us seriously cuz we need it we ne- we need to win i am sending you positive vibes and prayers because yes i don't Thank know what you, else girl. to do but Thanks, yes um our last story Oh my god, today. this is one of the stories we I'm really sorry. hate because we don't know how to talk about it and then it ends up being a disaster yeah. and we just don't put out the episode. <laughs> because it's so hard to talk before. about. We've done, yes. we've literally done this before. We're I don't like, know why we keep doing this to ourselves. But we have to though. We have to. We should just like start commenting like I don't like pop culture shit because this this stuff Folks is heavy. Are are on one on several mm-hmm. on everything like i don't so jenny uh, you sent this to me on january 19th mm-hmm. <clears throat> so i think it's a screenshot from facebook that someone posted on twitter and it says zawaj tifla bil ubayd umrah 11 sana awwal amas ما تنسوا دي مواليد 2006 ناس 20 سنة بورتو right and so there are pictures of the wedding with this child in her wedding dress and her husband who seems to be at least in his fucking 30s right at least at least at least I mean I'm really bad with like guessing people's age so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he's 30ish he's between sure he's, he's like at the very least in his late late 20s but most likely he's in his early 30s and I'm just like I agree the picture is him Bibashid and she looks like death 
she looks so sad. Yeah. Nobody can look at that picture and think, yes, this child is 100% behind this decision and she loves what's happening to her right now. But even if she had been, I would still have a philosophical problem with this because what the fuck? Because she's 11 and doesn't know anything and like doesn't have... Like, no, she's not even, she's not even barely legal. She's nothing. She's a child. She's literally a child. She's not even a teenager. She's a child. She's 11 years old and she's a child and she's married to a grown ass man and she looks sad and terrified in the photo. And these dumb ass people are out here being like, oh, into burtu. Bitch, are you kidding me? Are you for real right now? And then somebody was like, oh my God, did you send this to me or did somebody else send this to me? The the, the full-blown conversation. I did send it to you, like all the comments after that. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think uh, some girl um, took this uh, screen cap and posted it on a group on Facebook and she proceeded to comment that, you know, she thought this was really crazy and like, what are people doing? And this is unacceptable and blah, blah, blah. And so people responded to her. Men. In a way that only Sudanese men can do. Because some of y'all are just absolutely vile. Right, just right. disgusting. Like, one dude was like, hey, um, this is better for her. No, no, no. It wasn't even that that pissed me off. It was the... Do you want me to read all the comments? <laughs> because you like, know, I mean, go ahead, shit. Like, <laughs> might as well. <laughs> so the first one is like, الزواج عفل البيت وصلاح للمجتمع يا جاهلة وطول ما هي بالغة وجات الدورة البيمنع إنها تتزوج شنو ولا دايراها إنها تبقى بايرة وتعل المجتمع. Cool. المجتمع كله. And then, المجتمع بأي معنى. And then this 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 other nigga is like. أي بيت حداشر وحسنت مستقبلة والعرس بيلمها وأحسن مليون مرة من الشي الحاصل ده والبنات اللافات ديل فرقون شنو من زمن الجاهلية What? Uh, what does that even yes. mean? What are, what are words? <laughs> what? What are words indeed? And then he left, same dude left this other super long comment that I don't want to read. It, you know what? It doesn't even matter. You don't even need to read it because this idea that, I, I mean, out of all of the horrible things that were said in those comments, the thing that struck me the most disturbing was the fact that, you, that this dude thought that at 11 years old, Al-Biddi... Like she actually had an active part in this decision. Forget the fact that in the picture she looks like she's absolutely stunned and terrified. Who at 11 years old What child has the for the foresight or the or the the mental prowess or the ability to comprehend a decision like that any decision for that matter but but also like the fact that this guy would say right just goes to show that in our society a girl is like from the second you leave the womb yeah 
Yeah. You're, you're like you're ashamed. Yeah. You're, and the fact, not only are you ashamed, you know what I mean? Like you, you're only your mere existence is bringing shame to your family. So they need to get rid of you ASAP. The fact that you think that an unmarried woman is a a drain on society is interesting to me. How? In what way? When a woman, married or unmarried, is the one taking care of your ass. How? how? Tell me. In what universe is a Sudanese woman? And I really want to know. I would like to understand how our perception shifted so much that we've completely forgotten that, like, in origin, before this whole Arabization thing happened, we were a matriarchal society. Like, the tribes are mainly matriarchal, especially in the North. Yeah. So how did this... How how are we here now? I don't understand. Yeah. Why is this happening? Yeah, I also think it's pretty interesting that people equate a, a girl getting her period with a girl becoming a an adult woman. And I just... I don't understand that. Like... Just because she has the ability, like her body has the ability technically to have children, doesn't mean that she is equipped mentally, emotionally, or physically, actually, to have those children, to be a mother, to be a wife, to be somebody who is responsible for somebody else's, like, life. I just, I I don't... Is it like you don't have any connection to women or to little girls? Like, do you not? Of do course not, they don't. Uh, you, uh, do you not have any little girls around you that you could look at and see that? لا دي شافع دي ما دي ما ممكن تكون مرة دي شافع عمر حداشر سنة لسه تجري في الحوش وبتلعب ما عندها ما عندها capacity عشان تبقى عشان تبقى مرة أو زوجة خليك مرة ساي خليك من زوجة because a wife is not just somebody who can have children it's not just a woman who's in a, in a house with men. like there are other things that go into play in order for you to be a wife also on a on a on a on like a, a personal a more like personal point of view and i know this is stupid because if you're marrying an 11 year old child you're not thinking about this but what do you have in common with an 11 year old oh girl that's not even that that's that's so irrelevant at this point like we're not even there i know <laughs> like, we're, we're yeah clearly there. if you're married to an 11 year old you don't want to have a conversation you're not thinking about connecting with this person on a human level like you're just like under in in that link i sent you like when someone tweeted about this other people were like okay yes this is clearly crazy but it comes from ignorance and they've been doing it for thousands of years and what are you going to tell these people And I think that's actually a very valid point because, and I know this is going to sound horrible, but like when, like all the times I've had this conversation with people and I'm like, and it wasn't even 11, like the girl was like 16 or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so young. Like, how is she going to be, like, how is she going to head this household? And she's a child. Like when I was 16, I was fucking dumb. Like how... like there's so much responsibility that comes with it that right how like how is this okay and the answer that was very recurring was well 
you know, a Rasul Haras Aisha and she was nine. Nigga, you ain't a Rasul. <laughs> like, but, I just... but still, like, I understand that logic. Like, if if this person that you're supposed to follow, Bisuna, right, married a nine year old and actually consumed the marriage, how, like, how are you going to tell people that that's not acceptable? Like, it's a very valid point. I'm so like, how? I feel like that requires a level of self-awareness that people don't have. Like, if if I was a dude considering, like, marrying a child and, and, and my argument was, well, Rasul did it, I, was, I would literally look inside myself and think, Hey, do I exemplify all the qualities, all the other qualities that Rasul has, or is my only connection, my only similarity to Rasul is that I want to marry an eleven-year-old, or like I want to marry a kid? Like, is that the only thing that binds us? Yeah, but that's you, and it's it's and it's the same with like people who marry four wives and all of that. Like, look at yourself first and see if you're actually eligible to do. Like, I understand that, but like, how are you gonna explain this? To someone who's just like, well, it's acceptable if it's sunnah, so there's that. Like, you know what I mean? I don't. I don't have anything to say to that. I don't know. I, I like literally. I don't know. And honestly, neither do I. Like when someone says that to me, I'm like, well, okay. Like, what? What do you say? How to that? can you look at a kid and be? Here's right. Okay, let me let me go off on a little on a little tangent. Please go ahead. Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. In all that I've read, right, they say, okay, what do you, this is, I don't even know how to phrase this. I consider somebody wanting to marry a child or like being, and I can't even say that because is it about sexual attraction? Like when you decided, when this dude decided to marry this 11 year old, was it about sexual attraction? Or was it just about the fact that Inna, she's a female and he needs to get married and she's quote unquote madmuna to being like all the things that the, that person would require in a woman, i.e., you know, pure and, and, and a virgin and and blah, blah, all those things. But isn't I don't I I think it's it's like the sexual attraction might be secondary in that um, logic, but it is there. But doesn't that count as pedophilia, though? Well, that's that's my point. And in that case, are we condoning pedophilia? Because even even if it weren't even if it weren't about sexual attraction. And you're marrying this child, you're obviously expecting to consume the marriage. the marriage at some point. And is yes, is that pedophilia to me? Yes. But clearly, I don't have the same shit, you know, references as everyone else. And that's and that's why I'm saying, that's why I'm saying I have had this conversation with other people and I'm like, well, 16 isn't even quote unquote legal in so many countries. Right. And you could go to jail, but here you are marrying her and you know, people are like, but that's, you know, technically pedophilia. And that's where the person would be well. The prophet married a nine-year-old. So was that pedophilia? Shit, dude. 
I don't. Which is why it's such a touchy subject because how how do you navigate? How do you how do you navigate the layers? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how do you discuss this without offending, you know, people's religious beliefs? But also while staying rational. Damn, dude. Um, this got a little because too at the end me. of the day, this is a child. Like, Dora, I don't fucking care. She is a child. I remember when I got my period. I was probably like twelve or thirteen, and I was a child. I had child interests. You know what I mean? Like, I was. okay yes my body was like able to conceive life but like you know i didn't think about i got my period and i didn't even understand (laughs) i got my period at 13 and i was like so this time next year like i just i was like that had no frame of reference whatsoever let alone i got my period at 13 and then my mom come in and be like hey uh like i don't even i don't even know how this shit works can i figure it out can i can i find out how i'm supposed to deal with this before i move on to a completely completely different and terrifying phase of my life like what um yeah so i don't know right this is what i said like every time we talk about this it it goes left because i don't know what to say like yeah Uh, yeah yeah to me it's crazy and unacceptable right because this is a child like someone who's supposed to be playing in the mud yeah you know but to other people, if she can get prego, then she's good to go. And like, where do you draw the line with pedophilia? Like what exactly. age? I would say 18 because that's what's legal to me. Like that where I grew up, the legal sexual age was 18. But like, I think it's like 15 in Brazil or something. And like, it varies. So like, where, where do you draw the line? What is it? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I don't, I don't know. I don't. And also, like, I'm saying this, but I do realize that there's a huge difference between sexual majority and actually getting married. Like, if the legal age in your country is 15, and at 15, you consent to having sex sex with someone older, then that's all good and well. But being 11 and being forced into a marriage when you don't understand yeah. what life is, it's just that's like a whole not the same. It's not, it's definitely not the it's, same. It's not. It is not the same. Um, I... So, yep. Don't know what to say, except I'd like to open it up to the floor. Like, I just, I don't... Hey, guys, what do you think? Uh, Did you see that picture? If you did, uh, I don't want to retweet it off the account, because nobody needs to... That girl has gone through enough pain. Oh, Lord. What do you think, people, ladies and gentlemen, uh, listeners of No Sir, No Ma'am? Uh, let us know on our, you know, all the ways that you can let us know. <laughs> you sound so enthusiastic. I was thinking for a second, I was like, man, I just want this episode to end at this point. But I feel like, I feel like we need something to cleanse our palate. Um, and so I, I propose we introduce our new segment for 2017 onward. Okay, please go ahead. I'm all for that. Uh, a new segment by the name of Mumkin La. <laughs> Mumkin la. Mumkin la. Yes, girl. Where we just tell you all the things that we just don't. Mumkin la. Mumkin. <laughs> mumkin la, please. Um, my mumkin la for this week. Take the floor. 
has to do with um, entitlement in general. <laughs> I think I know where this is going. Girl, feeling entitled to somebody's time um, and mm-hmm. to their person, even though there's nothing Weird. really that makes you uh, eligible for it or deserving of it. Weird. And I'm just, I'm kind of tired, especially in a professional setting, of having to deal with people's entitlement to my time and their complete disregard for my schedule and the things that I might have to do in my Mm -hmm. life and my work and my ethics. Like, I'm just, I'm really tired of it. Um, Let me just tell the story real quick. Please do. So this person calls me up to... um, do some potential work for them. They don't tell me what the work is. They want to meet with me so they can explain what the work is about. And I say, I'm busy. Um, The earliest I can meet is next week. They say, no, they're in a real hurry. It's not going to take a long time. Just come into the office. Um, Let's meet and talk about it, et cetera, et cetera. I say, fine. I make a time and I, I I, I like clear my schedule for a portion of the day. I say, what time? Actually, I don't even do that. I say, what time I'm going to give you this day? What time do you want to meet on this day? So I give them full, like, leeway to tell me when they are available, even though I'm the one who's busy. So they're like, let's meet at this time. I say, great. The day comes around, and I call them as I leave the house. I live two minutes away from them, literally. I call them, and I say, I'm two minutes away. Where are you at? The person gives me directions and says, "Uh, blah, blah, blah. This is where it is. This is our building. You come up the elevator I'll be there I say great I get up there I go up the elevator I give him another call and he says come on in you'll find me inside I go in there and I ask for for the person who I've never met before by the way the first Mm -hmm. person I ask is like what he's not here and I'm like what do you mean he's not here I just talked to him on the phone he's like hold on let me take you to another guy takes me to another guy I ask him I'm like hey I have a meeting with so-and-so he says Oh, but he's not here right now. Mm-hmm. But but sit down. Let me call him for you. He calls him, and and dude says, um, "Tell her to wait." At this point, I'm furious because I'm like, "You knew I was coming at this time. I called you before I got here. You could have told me that you weren't going to be in the office. You didn't do that." Yeah. But whatever. Right. I'm still, for some reason, later in hindsight, I'm way too accommodating. And even my dad was like, do you really need the money? I was like, no, I don't actually. And I don't have time to do the work, but whatever. So um, I wait for 15 minutes. After 15 minutes, I'm like, this is insane. So I, I get up and I'm like, is he going to come back anytime soon or not? Nah? The dude is like, hold on, let me call him back. Maybe you should reschedule. This is what his co-worker says maybe you should reschedule i say great he calls him up and the guy is like tell her to wait i'm five minutes away um mm-hmm. the guy is like is it five the guy who's his co-worker who's in the office says is it five minutes or ten <laughs> okay which tells you what in he knows in right. so then he hangs up he says uh, he told you Masafta Sika, he's coming at, like in five minutes, Masafta Sika, but it's actually closer to 10. 
So you tell me what you want to do, which I really appreciated for them from this coworker who obviously understood how unprofessional and rude it was to make me come all this way out here right. to just make me wait to not even be here. Right. So I'm like, you know what? Tell him I'll call him and, and I'll reschedule with him, which I wasn't planning on doing anyway. Spoiler alert. But whatever. I leave the office. 10 minutes or 15 minutes later, he calls me and he's like, hey, and I get in. Really, bruh? For real, my and nigga? And I'm like... Is that what you're going to do? Well, I left because I came to your office and you weren't there even though we had a meeting. So he says, Which I, which I straight up was like, bullshit. You didn't say that. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Um, we can just reschedule some other time. So he's like, And I'm like, right. um, next week. I'm available next week. Mid next okay. week. He says... No, you should come tomorrow. I was like, um, no. Actually, no. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Um, so yeah, so he's like, so how? What are we gonna do? Because I'm in a real hurry. I can't wait until next week. I was like, well, I guess you're shit out of luck. Well, you're gonna find someone else. Exactly. Like, I guess you go. I don't know what to tell you, but I guess it won't be me. Like, right. So he's like, he's like, I mean, this isn't even that. Like, basically, like this isn't even that big of a deal. All we have to do is talk about like. I just want to know, I mean, like, we can discuss the details at a later date, but, like, I just need to know, are you going to do the work or not? Nah. <laughs> At which point I was like, Ashukun, what's the nature of the work y'all does? You never explained to me what you do. This was what this meeting was supposed to be for. How can right. you expect me to say yes to something I don't even know what it is? You're not going to disrespect me and, and absolutely abuse my time and then expect mm-hmm. me to, like actually want to want to work with you you gave me a horrible first impression like i don't and I, and this isn't like not right, to, right. i mean this isn't the first time this happens to me and as a freelancer i feel like this happens so yeah. much you think allow me to say that as a freelancer I have less time than the average bear because I actually have to agree and like bust my ass to get work to get paid to do things so like I don't understand why you think I'm just laying in my bed waiting for your ass to call to, to throw me a job that I don't even want like no no, no, mungkin la, mungkin boy bye. Mungkin bas shwayet ihtiram, mungkin shwayet shwayet professionalism, mungkin ma inta taghlat u tkutkallam ma aizel ana al ghaltana. Yani ma mungkin inta ana yik fil maktab u tkutkum ma fil tkutkum. Hey, mashati le, ita jadi? Are you kidding? Did I come as a surprise? Was this like I'm, I, and the thing is like you you actually called him like two minutes before you got to the place and he could have said, Listen, sis. I'm running late, blah blah, whatever, I'm really sorry. Can we make this later? You know, rain check, but reschedule. A hada lakin don't make me believe that you're at the office and then like boom bitch, I'm not here. Like what what is what is professionalism? What is common sense? And then he calls you back and he's upset, like, goodbye. Ma'assalamay, hamama. Girl, anyway. I really understand. I just, I yeah. want people to not feel so entitled. Especially in a work setting and I don't, I'm not doing any work for you. Like, I haven't even begun to work for you yet. There's nothing to talk about. And as somebody pointed out to me, they were like, maybe he was trying to, like, you know, a, 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 like, assert his, his, like, dominance in the, in this exchange. Oh, 
And I was like, that's dumb. Oh, is that what he was doing? That's dumb because you sought me out. So (laughs) by default, you're not the dominant one. You're the one who needs me. Also, as a consequence of your attitude, there is not going to be an exchange. So there's that. Well, so I just, you know, I'm going to just need people to be a little more mindful, mindful, respectful, respectful, professional, um, considerate, decent, like, just know, and, and and all of this could have been avoided. Wallah Azim, Wallah Azim, had he just been like, "Hey, man, I'm really sorry." I should have told you. Whatever I could have, I would have. And I like, don't matter me. Yeah. I told you. Why would I show up to your office and you're not there if you told me you're not gonna be there? Word. Like that's just insulting. Boy, bye. Like no. Well. <gasps> oh my God, this reminds me. Can I also have a mumkilla? Since this is like our new segment and it's yes, please. like our story time. Yeah, go ahead. I've I've also discussed this story at length on Twitter because I was so upset and I like ran tweeted about it. But um, a couple of weeks ago, I was traveling from Paris to London and I took the Eurostar and my bags were huge i am not exaggerating <laughs> like if they, your I, entire I, I life could, was in those bags i could very very comfortably fit in one of those bags <laughs> like very comfortably right and they were also super heavy like i think one was 45 kilos and the other was like 37 or something damn sis and i was traveling alone right so i had to like drag them on my own in the train station and stuff and I was already having a really hard time because I was dragging my bags and I was sweating and it was zero degrees outside so I had like six layers of clothes good lord and then like the lady at passport control took for fucking ever and I was just like I I was done I was done like by the time I got to like the luggage security thing I was honestly just done with life I can imagine so anyway I get to the belt right and I'm trying to like haul my suitcases on the belt which obviously I failed to do because if you don't know I'm like 50 kilos <laughs> like that's oh. that and I have zero upper body strength <laughs> like I'm not even like a fit 50 kilos you know <laughs> so so like I'm trying so hard to like haul the suitcase and then I re- I'm like okay fuck this I'm not gonna be able to do this so I turn around and I ask the guy behind me if he can help me he's like oh sure no problem blah blah Mm -hmm. so while he's helping me try to get this big ass suitcase on the belt um this couple behind this guy with their teenage kid here we go decide that i've taken too long right with my two 50 kilo suitcases ma'am so they literally come in front of me they push my suitcase off the belt like that I was trying to get on um they push it off and they start putting their shit on right what the hell and at this point I'm like okay whatever I fucking hate Parisians thank god I'm getting the fuck out of this place just like okay just do your thing so I can like you know get on with my life so at that point I would have been okay with this like I wouldn't even have noticed how rude they were but then they put their bags on the thing like the belt and they go through the security like the little metal detecting portal thing and i turn around and the mother like the lady who's like in her 40s or something and she's staring me 
down. Like she looks mad as fuck. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this woman? Uh, <laughs> right? So I don't pay attention to that. And then I proceed with the help of the guy behind me to like lift my second suitcase on, right? And then I hear them screaming. Like I swear to God, they were screaming the woman and her husband and they're like hey you have to push the bag because you know the belt is not one of these automatic belts that just like goes into the machine right, right. you have to actually push, push the the luggage into the machine and they're like oh you have to push it oh are you fucking stupid you push it <gasps> ma'am and i'm like bitch you did not i was like first of all if you went through the length of like pretending that I did not exist and you passed by me in line, you best believe that you were pushing your own luggage. Like, bitch, you thought. Pretty much. Right? Like, you, why did you not push your own goddamn luggage? And they Seriously? were like, so they, they thought I was not like I didn't speak French or whatever. So I could hear them talking to each other. And they're like, oh my God, is she fucking stupid? Is this the first time she travels? Like, what the fuck, dude? How is she holding this up? And they were so angry. So, ma'am, you best believe that I did not push their luggage. I took one of these little trays and proceeded to take my jacket off in fucking slow-mo slow motion yeah and i was like looking at them and they were sh like they were so mad they were nearly shaking and i proceeded to take my jacket and scarf I love and you. back off like so I love slowly you so much fucking slow <laughs> motion until the guy had to actually physically come back through the metal detector push his luggage yes. scream at me some more insult me and then go through right man i was gonna say i wanted you i was gonna be like please tell me you like drag them to hell but you know what that slow motion move i give you a slow clap for that i i did i was i was not having it listen i was so tired i was so fucking sweaty and like stinky i was i honestly could not be bothered but i just like, I pretended like they just weren't there, which is what exactly what they did to me. Absolutely. So I was like, bitch, you better come and push this shit yourself because I am not going to push it, you know? No. And all of this in the presence of their teenage son, right? What a, what a so, stellar example they're, they're giving. Right? And I was so upset because I'm like, who ra like who raised you and how are you raising your child like why would you do this right. because like i said on twitter if like if i was in that position i would either help the person in front of me so they would go faster or i would be like excuse me i'm really sorry my train is taking off can i please just pass in front of you um you know i have less stuff whatever blah blah, blah. right and that would have been it you know, and if I was rude like them to the point of like actually put push someone else's shit off the belt and put mine on, then I would like I would just do it and then disappear. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, I wouldn't go through the lens of like, oh, my God, is she fucking stupid? Oh, Bushit, you don't understand. It is the first time she tried. Bitch, just the fuck. I like don't try me that's don't, what don't. i was gonna We're say like how are you gonna be mad how did, how did you skip the line push my shit off the belt and then be mad because you didn't 
finish your job and push your own luggage through the damn thing. Like, are you kidding me? Okay. Fa shinu mumkin la. Mumkin la. Bas mumkin la. Please, can we just all be more like mindful and respectful of people around us because fuck that Word. shit like my parents raised me well and i'm always super polite and i'm very 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 mindful of people around me because if you don't do that shit then go by a fucking island and live on it alone hey where you can do whatever the fuck you want and people like you can pay people to push your luggage through the belt because bitch that ain't me like that's not listen <sighs> okay Anyway, moving on to let's pass on, let's move on to greener pastures. Our our final segment of this episode. Um, let's talk about some yes sir, yes ma'am. Let's get some positivity back into our bloodstream before we head out. Um, do you have a yes sir or yes ma'am, madam? I have a yes ma'am. All right, I have a yes sir. <clears throat> My yes sir for this week. Um, is a is it's a sort of full circle sort of moment okay um because right as a sudanese diplomat was grinding on a woman on the subway in new york um in another part of town in this same new york a young sudanese man was saving a, a woman from a violent assault. Okay. And that is my yes sir for this week. It goes out to Ahmed Khalifa who chased down a man after an after assaulting an orthodox Jewish woman in the street. Right. And if that wasn't enough, this is like this kid, he's only 17 and um he's like he's like a superhero vigilante like not vigilante he's a superhero <laughs> okay vigilante is a little bit that's that's no we're taking the wrong route but he is a superhero because eight months prior <clears throat> this same young man stopped a suicidal homeless man from jumping to his death on the train tracks wow okay so this kid is just all over new york just like saving people's lives and i'm so here for it Mm -hmm. um yes sir ahmed khalifa you are sudanese excellence you are black boy magic you are everything because like this is kind of amazing word yes sir my yes ma'am this week goes to uh muhja atijani who is a sudan born I think she lives in Ohio now. Okay. And she is the CEO of a website called naturalclub.com. Hey, I know this girl. I follow her on Instagram. That's natural with two L's. And she made it to the Forbes uh, 30 under 30 entrepreneurs. Yes. Yes. Um, Fuck it up. Yeah. So she went to, I think, UPenn. And she was planning on going to law school. Like she was doing a um, Mm pre-law program. Uh, And then she started a YouTube channel where she used to do videos for like you know, natural hair and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then it kicked off and she started her website where she makes um, natural, I believe, handmade hair products for mm-hmm. women of color. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. Yo, let me tell you, I follow this girl on Instagram and her hair 
is mashallah, gorgeous, mashallah. And it's not just her, it's her and her sisters. And the Ukhtan, I think. And they all, oh my God, mashallah. And Tom Shahar. Shout out to those jeans. So shout out to them. Um, shout out to you, girl, for just being Sudanese excellence and black girl magic and all that. Thank you. Word. We, we need it. Yes, mom. Mm-hmm. If you have a um, <clears throat> yes sir or yes man that you would like to share with us, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter at NSNM Podcast or through the hashtag NSNM. Or you can email us um, at no sir, no ma'am at gmail.com. Send us all your topics, all your things, all your we thoughts. We promise we'll read them. We promise that we'll actually read them this time. I really had a good time uh, reading through the emails because y'all are really nice. Like, I, I really was worried <laughs> that we would be like, Shut the fuck up, bitches! But like y'all are, y'all are actually sweet. I think I think we haven't tapped into like the dark side of Sudanese Twitter yeah, yet. Yeah, where we haven't. We, so we've... that's why like it's all you know rainbows and roses and unicorns and everyone's so nice and you know understanding and all of that. I just I really don't want to like. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm... I'm terrified of Good. of that day, of that day when they find out about us. Like I'm just, I'm not, I'm not ready for that yet. Quite. I yet. mean, we we both have crazy anxiety, so obviously Girl. we don't need us none of that. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. Um, but yeah, any any last words before we yeah. we leave? We're really sorry that we've been gone for so long, but. Yo, life is hard. The dunya, dunya and like We'll try to do better. We'll, we'll, we ask you to do better, but we'll try to do better. Yeah, life is hard, and we have like very different schedules. Oh and my god, yes. Like your internet is bad, and yeah. I have to live with foxes, and life is hard, man. Yo, do they know that you live with foxes? I feel like they don't know that. Sada, <laughs> lives in a neighborhood. She lives in Zootopia. Listen, I live in South London, and apparently foxes just roam free. It's so weird. I don't understand. Like, why? For what? For what reason? Why is no one worried? That's my it's thing. It's very bizarre. Please follow me on Snapchat for updates. All right, and on that note, uh, I think. Um, any? Do you have any recommendations? Any shows? Any movies? Any books? Nope, nope. Let's wrap it up. Nope. Bye. Then bye. <laughs> no. Have you seen? I I might go watch uh, Hidden Figures when I get a chance. Yo, Hidden Fences. <laughs> Did you see that? What did you know? You didn't see that hidden that that hidden fences debacle. No, when like two different people, uh, some reporter was was interviewing Pharrell on the red carpet, and she was like, "So you're not, you know, you worked on uh, the soundtrack for Hidden Fences," and he no. was like, "What the fuck?" Uh, like his face was just like, "Sis, there is no such thing as hidden fences." <laughs> like, and then like Black Twitter, of course, went insane, and like. <laughs> The second person was, I think it was, um, I think it was John Travolta. Who was it? Somebody else during no, the Golden Globes was like that. presenting something, and they were like, uh, um, "Octavia Spencer for Hidden Fences," <laughs> and people are like, "What? No, that's not what that movie is called." Like, why? Like, why is it so hard, white people? Why white people? Are, white people are just <laughs> they do the most. Weird. That's it. I'm done. I have nothing more. Okay. All right then. Bye, guys. Toodles.